All right, you guys, welcome back. This is, I just decided we're going to call this season two. Um, The last three episodes have been uh, since quarantine, and they are basically just the meltdowns and recoveries that I'm having on a weekly basis and wanting to share with you guys. So we're just going to group them all together as season two, and welcome to season two. I love you. Thanks for always coming back and partying with me. Hi friends, welcome to the Edge of Fear podcast, hosted by Liz Basil Lewison, at Liz Without a Pillow. Each week I'll be bringing you some different insights, lessons, and laughs, with an end goal of a more empowered and authentically happier human race. Everybody's got a story, and everybody's story is important. Let's do this. Hello my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Edge of Fear podcast. This week I am exploring my reluctance to change and even though I am still checking the boxes of what I feel like I need to do to maintain my sanity, I am like super or had been super anti-adjusting any of my techniques. I'm like, no, this is the way that it is. And this is the way it always has been. And this is the way it always has to be. And I'm like totally unaware of it. So I'm still going through the motions of doing the things that I need to do, which are, you know, to include stimulating me mentally. So I have to either listen to a podcast or a book or read a book or write, um, but something to basically to keep me from myself because when I... I'm left to my own devices with no new input. I will just get on these cyclical and self-deprecating ideas. And it's just a, a negative, like an anxiety loop, you know, it just, it doesn't feel like a good place. So I'm influxing myself with this, with information suddenly, and I stumble upon, uh, the Aubrey Marcus podcast, episode 20, uh, 255, How to Own the Day in the COVID-19 Era with Kyle Kingsbury. And it's a little bit about Aubrey Marcus's book, How to Own the Day, but they are specifically talking about how you can still own your day, but it's ve- it looks very different during a quarantine. Um, and I also happen to be reading, listening to uh, the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. A friend of mine recommended to me. Uh, shout out to Michelle. Thanks for the rec. Uh, it's an awesome fucking book. And I'm also reading as my right before bed thing that I'm holding in my hand so that it isn't my phone and I can wind down before going to sleep is 12 Rules for Life by Jordan Peterson. I've been reading this book since like the very end of January, I think is when I started it. And I tried reading it two years ago and I read the I read nothing. Wait, (laughs) I tried reading it two years ago and I read nothing. And then I tried reading it last year and I read, I think the first like six or seven rules. So I'm really excited. I only have two rules left. I just finished rule 10. Um, But everything all seemed to be pointing at this issue that I'm having with change. Um, 
So I'm glad that I was still checking this box of like, you need to still mentally stimulate, like even if you don't feel like yourself, even if you feel like you're being unproductive, like still have the input of other people's voices so that shit like makes a little bit of sense to you because otherwise you just get lost in there and that headspace can be dark sometimes. So they are talking about how during quarantine, even if a schedule worked really well for you, you know, up at six to the gym, pack lunch, off to work, home at four, uh, you know, help the kids off the bus, make dinner, whatever your daily ritual is so that you get done the things that you want to get done. You have to make sure that it fits in your schedule. Otherwise, it doesn't get done. If you don't literally plan for it, so often things don't get done. So creatures of habit often work really well with the schedule, but during a quarantine where your schedule is very different, it might work better for you to instead work off of a checklist and have kind of like the mandatory things, the non-negotiable things that have to get done, and then like the like second prio Um, like less important priorities those things can be moved down to the bottom and if they don't get checked off you know it's okay save them for the next day but that was kind of the first thing that I heard in this podcast where I was like okay so I can still do and I I can still do the things that I want to do and I can give myself grace for it looking very differently so I am simultaneously listening to the book Atomic Habits by James Clear as per my friend's recommendation. And the author is talking about how when we create habits that put systems in place that make things kind of run more smoothly, we have a lot more time and freedom to go after the things that we want. And then I remember why I have this checklist at all, why I have this schedule at all, why I have these things that are here to mentally stimulate me, to physically stimulate me, to emotionally, you know, keep me going. And it's because I want to strive for more. I want to be fulfilled. I don't want to just float. So Kyle Kingsbury, I hear as a guest on this podcast, and he mentions the importance about checking everything off of your checklist but that he was taught by one of his spiritual teachers to always remember it like a song. Do be, do be, do. Do be, do be, do. Every time you have something to do, you also need to then just sit and be. Do, be, do, be. So it feels like I come up with this Every couple of months, I like every three months, I, I like forget that in between the doing, it's so important to just also be. The systems that we have in place and the responsibilities that we have to take care of on a regular basis are there for a reason. They make life function more easily. But what are we doing all the doing for if we never just get to relax and enjoy, you know, the fruits of our labor. So it's in those moments of relishing the beauty of life, of savoring a moment, of really 
sinking your teeth into a moment and and really enjoying it or really just maybe not even enjoying it maybe feeling the sadness that comes up for you or or feeling the anger that it is that's coming up for you and all of these moments are worth you know really feeling and really recognizing what's there what's coming up for you so in between the doing you have to be do be do be do so then I'm thinking about, because I'm also reading before bed, just a few minutes every night, but it's been like huge, huge, huge for my mental health, uh, the 12 rules for life. It's also like really well-written and like the stories that he tells are just like so perfectly curated to to represent the lesson that he's trying to teach you. It's such an awesome fucking book. Um, but so I'm having these like complex ideas injected into my brain right before bed. So then I'm waking up with these better thoughts in the morning in relation to or not, but it definitely like keeps my wheels turning. So anyway, he's talking about how we have to have conversation with people in order to not only better make sense of our own thoughts and better to like articulate a plan and to better remember and experience our experience but also so that we can figure out where it's illogical and figure out where it doesn't make sense and are we able to move forward experiencing life this way and this all only happens once you have awareness of the self so now that you have reflected in between the doing and the being which and this is why it's so necessary you've taken stock on your life you've taken stock of what is here that I can use going forward what do I want to take on in the rest of my life and what do I want to drop by the wayside what's not working for me what makes me really filled with with emotion, you know, with love, with satisfaction, with fulfillment, with joy. Having those conversations, articulating what's really going on and really letting people in to have those conversations with you will only create better and more thought-provoking conversation. And then you're enticed to learn together more about yourself and to gain some more awareness of how you feel about your experience and then gain some insight as to what is the point B that you want to get to? Where is it that I want to go? So then I'm also reading, listening to the book Atomic Habits and the whole concept is creating habits that are just systems that you put in place to make yourself run more effectively so that you have the brain space to explore, you know, all these other many other avenues. So it was just so incredible how it all kind of tied together back to, you know, me being angry at my schedule, me being angry at the world, me being angry at myself for not being as productive as I probably would like to be as I as I know that I have the potential to be the capacity to be but like we're going through some shit right now and I need to give myself a moment to be in between the doing there has to be a moment to be and reflect on what the experience is and then by 
letting others in by having this conversation with people and you know here on the podcast with you guys and opening up about it I'm able to have a more honest conversation with myself and figure out where it is that I want to be going and how to embody that self so that it's not just a I should be there it's a what would a healthy person choose to eat what would a healthy person choose to do or my favorite, if I loved myself, what would I choose to do? How would I respond to the situation that's going on in my life right now if I loved myself? Because it really it really takes embodying that identity to be able to be that response that you want it to be instead of just wanting to tighten up your grip and control things more you are able to accept where you are where you where you lie on the spectrum of quarantine crazy honestly because we're all feeling it and so it was so illuminating to get this just like influx of information kind of all of these resources telling me that like or reminding me that the only constant is change you can create systems that work for you. You can be intentional. You can do, do, do. But then you also have to stop and reflect and you have to be and you have to sit in what is. And then you have to talk about it because you have to live life with a highlighter. You have to share your experiences because this is how we grow you know, together in community and this is how we grow as individuals by learning from one another, learning from our stories, from our experiences and you know, if this is your hope to gain a greater enlightenment, greater understanding of yourself, greater self-awareness, because who doesn't want that? And the purpose of the Atomic Habits book, I'm, I think I'm, I think I have like three hours left, so I'm probably halfway through it. But it, the whole purpose of it is for you to make these small, minor, microscopic changes in your life day by day by day until they become habit until it's internalized it's just part of who you are and the way that you move about the world and then you have this extra time this extra energy to put into other things and all of a sudden you know after six months or a year of consistency you have this monumental change that no one really saw little by little as it was happening and then all of a sudden you are this different identity because you have literally embodied the future self and the only way that we transform into higher selves is by accepting that change is going to happen and by letting it happen so often we just want to control I want to control my schedule I want to control my emotions I want to control my responses I want to control my food and restrict I want to control my exercise and I want to you know know how I'm going to respond but the only constant is change and life is constantly changing and if I want to get better then I need to be able to look at my life examine my life articulate what's happening articulate if there are any problems and what it is that I want and what it is that I need in order to remedy the issue and I need to accept that I'm going to be a different person tomorrow from who I was yesterday or today and that's okay and then in my meditations I just kept hearing these 
you know, and these are like, I use the same meditations often when I only have a few minutes and I don't feel like searching. I use one of my bookmarked meditations on the Insight Timer app. And I was using ones that I've heard a million times before that, you know, it's, it's so interesting meditating because with the guided meditations, I think it's the same for me with like books and with movies, depending on the headspace that you're in, when you experience it, you have a completely different experience. You perceive things so differently depending on your headspace. We are just a mirror of our experiences and we just are always, I guess, reflecting, you know, what's going on in our own minds and in, you know, the rest of the stimulus that we're experiencing. But these were meditations that I've heard a million times before. And for whatever reason, this time I heard it differently. And they were all speaking to me about the power that we have when we stand in our truth, when we tell people what our experience is, when we share our story, when we legitimately and authentically take a look at what our experience has been and articulate it into words to make sense of our thoughts, to make sense of our experiences and to sit and just reflect on it, to think about, you know, all of it. I think it, it's in the reflecting that we gain a sense of gratitude. We gain a sense of appreciation. We also get to like zoom out, maybe see it from other people's perspectives and just remember that it is our it is our experience. It is only our experience. And our feelings are for feelings. And our experiences are experience. And only by letting other people into our world do they get a glimpse into our world. Just like we don't know what's going on in their minds unless they let us in on it. So I heard this analogy of humanity as nature. And so in nature, the ecosystem is dependent on diversity. So in a forest, it needs the trees and the earthworms. And the desert is no better than the jungle. The trees are no better than the earthworms. The earthworms are necessary to aerate the soil so that the tree can grow. But if the tree, the seedling of the tree, sees the earthworm and decides I'm going to follow the earthworm and grow downward. That means certain death. The tree is meant to grow up towards the sun and to give us all oxygen and life. And the earthworm is there to go downward. But the same thing, if the earthworm looks at the tree and says, I'm supposed to go upward, certain death. We are all where we're supposed to be. And in nature, we don't think this tree is beautiful and this flower is disgusting. I mean, of course we have our certain objective opinions about what is beauty, but nothing is any more or less important in nature. And in the meditation that I did, it was very much that reminder. In many of the meditations I did this week, it was that reminder that we are nature. We as humans are meant to stand as as we are meant to stand and we're not a mistake and we're not an accident and nothing that we're doing is wrong. We just need to recognize where we are, be there where we are, recognize it and decide if this is the continued path that we would like to go forth on or if we want to reassess, articulate a different point B and 
and create a path for ourselves to get there in a different way. So my final thought for you guys, you exist for a reason. Stand in it. Stand in whatever your truth is and shine your light. The quote that I heard that I was like, okay, enough is enough. I need to share this with my friends um, is you've been given more of what you are here to give more of. So we so often see our character traits as flaws and that is just not the case. Stand in your truth, you guys. Face your problems. Do, be, do, be, do. I always... I, I come back to this, I promise you, like every three months where I'm like, oh yeah, this, these are the things that I do. And then I also need to like take a breather, like take some alone time. I need to like take space or meditate or whatever. But like, even if it's only like five minutes in between activities, like to actually sit with myself and actually reflect on things is so fucking important to my sanity. And I talk about it in episode 39, your best, how, you know, you have to do an inventory and you have to take stock of what it is that makes you function your best and then find a happy medium between that and your quarantined best because I think that that also is going to be slightly different, is going to look a little different. But remember that we are always, always, always working to be a better self. At the end of our life, we want to look back and know that we grew, not that we were so stern in keeping things the way that we knew and doing things the way that they always had been. Because just because something has always been a certain way doesn't mean that that's the right way and it doesn't mean that it's the way for us. Everybody is different. Everybody is different. And everybody's story looks a little bit different. And you have to figure out the direction that you want your story to go because we really do have a choice and as soon as you realize it is when you get to start taking some responsibility for it and you get to choose the path of your life stand in who you are be exactly what you are that's exactly perfect i love you guys so thank much thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode for more information on this episode check out the show notes or find me on Instagram at Liz Without a Pillow. If you loved what you listened to or know somebody that would, please share it. Screenshot the episode in the podcast app, share it to your Instagram story, and tag me. If you'd like to lend your personal support, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be so grateful. Tune in next week for a brand new episode. See you then.